Being a kid is great, but there are a few challenges. Uh, One of them is that you're never quite tall enough. We live in a world that everything is built for the average height of an adult. I mean, think about it. Everywhere you go, to the store, even in your home, everything is adult size, not kid size. Like if you go up to a counter, a counter is built to be roughly the, the size that, that an average height adult will be able to reach that counter just fine. If you're a kid, you don't see the top of the counter. You see the side of the counter. That's all you see because that's the way the world is to a kid. Everything's down there. So what do you do if you're back in the backyard with your sister throwing the Frisbee and the Frisbee goes over the fence? Well, what my sister and I would do, uh, we would give each other a boost. You, you remember what a boost is? That's where somebody makes a kind of a little step with their hand and they, they step down there. And my sister would usually be the one that would do that. She said, I'm the bigger one. You're the smaller one so I can lift you up. So, so she, would, she would make that. And I'd step up in her hand and I'd reach up and be just big enough that I could grab the top of the fence and swing myself over and go in our next door neighbor's yard and, and, and get the Frisbee. Which led to another problem. Because now my sister was on one side of the fence, and I was on the other side of the fence, with nobody there to give anybody a boost to get back over. So after a few minutes of yelling back and forth, trying to figure out how to do that, our neighbor would finally lead out of the window and say, Why don't you just use the gate? Unfortunately, there are not always gates to get us out of the problems of life. Sometimes we need a hand. Moses, here in Exodus chapter 17, finds himself in just such a predicament. And it didn't just affect him. Because without help, the entire nation of Israel was going to suffer. And then two people step in and lend a hand. We're going to pick up the story Here in verse 12 of Exodus chapter 17, when Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. What are you facing in your life today? What's worn you down? What are you afraid is about to cause you to lose your grip? Do you need a hand? First of all, this morning, we need to understand how much all of us need a hand. Exodus 17 verse 8 presents the ominous situation that was occurring in the life of the nation of Israel. A very short sentence, this is a scary thing. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Now, as the nation continues its journey through the wilderness, they had met with several problems. We, we saw, we've seen some of those over the last few weeks. They had no food, so God gave them manna. They had no water. So God provides them water, first out of a pond that was undrinkable, and then water out of a rock. And now they faced a new challenge. They were under attack. The Amalekites were descendants of Esau. They were a a nomadic people who were 
basically just roaming through the wilderness area and searching for food, searching for fresh water. They were kind of like the Israelites were at this particular point in their history. Why they attacked the nation of Israel is not explained in Exodus, but, but likely it's one of those attacks that happens far too often in human history. Somebody decides, hey, this desert isn't big enough for the both of us. You guys get off my lawn. Whatever the case was, it was serious. Moses and the Israelites were not prepared for battle. They were bricklayers, not soldiers. Faced with an impossible fight, they had no choice but to try to defend themselves. So Moses tells Joshua to gather up as many men as he could and that he would go and pray. Verse 9, Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. We could all learn something here about the power of prayer. You might say that Moses was neglecting his role. He's saying, Joshua, you go out and fight the battle. I'm going to go up on the top of the hill and watch you. <laughs> but no. Moses understood that prayer was going to be just as important as being right there involved in the battle line. Don't you ever think that just because all you can do is pray about a situation, that that's not really helping. That's significant. That's a huge part of the battle. We all need prayer and we all need to pray. Moses understood that his standing there on the hill praying for the people of Israel was just as important as being right there in the middle of the battle. As it turns out, it was even more important. Moses, along with Aaron and Hur, they go up on the mountain where they could watch the battle. And as they watched, something amazing happened. Verse 11, as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. In the Old Testament day, the lifting of the hands was a sign of prayer. That, that's what's happening here. Moses isn't just doing a uh, calisthenics up on the hill. He, he's lifting his hands in prayer to the Lord. And in one of his hands, he's holding the staff. That was such a powerful symbol to the people of Israel as they had seen God work through that staff. They'd seen it there at the Red Sea as Moses held out the staff and the waters parted. They, they knew what that staff meant. And as they looked up on that hill, they could see Moses praying for them, holding the, the staff through which God had worked so many times before. It was a powerful image. And as Moses prayed, the nation of Israel was winning. They were actually successful in an impossible battle. Men who were absolutely not trained in warfare at all were having success against a, a people that all they did was fight battles. It was an amazing miracle. Until Moses' arms started to grow weary. And when he couldn't hold the staff up any longer, he had to rest for just a moment. And to their absolute sickening astonishment, 
they looked down and saw that the battle had turned. The Amalekites were winning. It's not hard to imagine how Moses must have felt in that moment. These were his people. He's the one who got them into this. He couldn't fight the battle for them, and now he couldn't even hold his staff up long enough for them to win. Now, obviously, this wasn't some kind of magical hocus-pocus. God was teaching something to Moses and to the entire nation. A very important lesson, a lesson that we need to learn, too. As long as they relied on the Lord, they would be successful. But when they took their focus off of God, the battle would be lost. Moses needed to remember that. The people of Israel needed to remember how important prayer really is. How important it was to Moses' life. How important it was to the life of the nation. How important it is to us. It was vital that Moses remember that God and God alone would win the battle. Just as God was the one who had fed them in the desert, just as God was the one who brought them water out of the rock, just as God who was the one who had parted the Red Sea, we all need that same reminder in our life too. And sometimes we need a hand to remind us. Now we'll see in just a moment that there were some guys to do that for Moses. What are the reminders that God gives you in your life? Most of us develop ways to remember the important things in life. We, we, we write down events in a journal or a diary so that we'll remember them later. We record the, the names and birth dates of our families in the front of our Bible. We, we stick post-it notes up on the bathroom mirror to make sure that we remember that doctor's appointment that we've got the next day. And that's okay. We're forgetful. We need a little help to remember from time to time. Well, sore arms helped Moses remember. <laughs> hey, I'm not in this alone. I need help. My nation needs help. We all need God. And I need somebody to help me hold up this staff. Moses had exactly what he needed, and so can you and I. First, we need to remember just how much we need God. Now, we may not have as clear a sign as Moses does that when we pray, everything is immediately successful, and when we stop praying, everything's immediately not successful. But we can see how the battle is won if we just look. That in those times when we remember the Lord, God prevails in our life. And in those times when we forget how much we need God, Things go sideways. First, we need to remember just how much we need 
God. But second, we need to gather those around us who will remind us how much we need God. Moses had Aaron and her. Who do you have in your life to remind you just how much you need God? Well, here at National Heights, we have our Sunday school classes, our life groups that meet every week, and that's one of the main things they're designed to do. Those groups where folks can gather together with folks who are in like situations with them who kind of understand what they're going through because they're going through the same kinds of things. And those folks can, can help refocus us on how much we need Jesus. First of all, we need to remember how much we all need a hand. But second, we need to remember that we can be the hand that someone else needs. Because it's not just you. Everyone needs help. Especially in this. Everyone needs reminders of how much we need God. Standing on the mountain that day, Moses was not alone. As his arms grew tired, when he thought he couldn't go through another moment, something happened. That verse 12 we read a moment ago. When Moses' hands grew tired... They took a stone and put it under him and sat. he sat on it. Aaron and her held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. Joshua and the men of Israel would win the battle that day because Moses kept the staff of God in the air and continued to pray. Because Aaron and Hur came alongside of Moses and held up his arms. Did you notice how many components there are to that story? Moses following God's command. Aaron and Hur standing alongside Moses holding up his arms. Joshua and the men of Israel fighting the battle. All of them recognizing The one thing that later on in this chapter, Moses will commemorate about this whole event. Because the Bible describes how after the battle was won, Moses called the people together and they construct an altar to God. And they gave that altar a name, Jehovah Nissi. That means the Lord is my banner. This was a day that Moses never wanted to forget. He never wanted the people of Israel to forget. He didn't want to forget and he didn't want the people to forget how important it was to keep their focus on God. He never wanted to forget how much he needed help. He never wanted the people of Israel to forget how much they needed help. And he never wanted to forget that there were those who were willing to stand alongside. Most importantly, Moses never wanted any of them to forget who it was who had delivered them. And so he named at that place, the Lord is my banner. 
What are the banners in your life? You know, a banner is something that we, that we put up. The most familiar one that we have is our flag. We have one out here in our churchyard right now to remind us of the great nation that God has blessed us with. But, but there are other banners in life. Sometimes we put a poster on our walls. You know, you've probably been to a workplace where they have the, the little kitten hanging on to the wire saying, hang in there. You know, it's just a reminder. It's, hang in there. It's going to be okay. We, we put those things up so that we can see them. We put them in a spot where, where we'll be reminded about them. When you go into a, a hospital or, or to a doctor's office, they often have these little colored plastic flags by the door. Now, now that a lot of them have gone to doing electronic lights, but they're the same thing. They're, they're just uh, flags or lights of, of different colors. And, and they can mean different things in, in, in different hospitals, but, but basically they identify what's going on in that room. One color might mean that a patient is, is currently residing in that room. Another color might mean that a nurse is inside the room with the patient. Another color means that a doctor is in the room uh, caring for the patient, having a consultation. I were, heard of one clinic where if all of the flags were out, it meant don't go in this room because it hasn't been cleaned yet. I don't always remember what all the other flags mean, but I remember what that one meant. We need those kind of reminders in our life, those, those banners that remind us constantly, oh yeah, God is at work here. We need them because sometimes we forget. Moses probably felt very alone up there on the mountain and very disheartened as his arms finally weakened and he couldn't hold them up any longer. And he looked down and he saw the disaster that was occurring with the nation of Israel as the battle turned against them. But he wasn't alone. Aaron and her were there. They were there to help him when his arms grew tired. Sometimes in our life we're Moses. We're the one that we have just grown weary. We just can't hold up anymore. And we need somebody there to hold us up. Sometimes we're Aaron and her. We're the ones who step up alongside. Hey, hey, hey look, you're not alone in this. We're going to walk with you through this. We're going to hold you up. Sometimes we're Joshua. And the men of Israel, right in the thick of the battle. But we know there's somebody praying for us. And most importantly, we can always know God is there. That's why Moses built that altar. And that's why he named it, The Lord is My Banner. It was a reminder that God is always with us, that we're never alone. Moses could know that. Moses could know that no matter what they had to face in the wilderness or beyond, he wasn't going to be alone in this. The nation of Israel could know that. They could know that as they would go through the wilderness, as they would enter into the promised land, they would not be alone. God would be there. We can know the same thing. We are never alone. The Lord is our banner.
also. Heavenly Father, this morning, we're fighting a lot of battles. Maybe there's something going on at work that's just really something that we've been struggling with. Maybe there's something going on in our family that's been a a real trial for us. Maybe there's something going on in our neighborhood that that we're really struggling with. But, Lord, we're, we're fighting a lot of battles. And sometimes it can feel like we're all alone, that we're standing there and that we're on the last ounce of strength that we have and, and, and just can't carry on. God, remind us that we're not alone. That you are our banner. God, help us to recognize what, there's a lot of components in each situation. Sometimes we're Moses. We're the one who's growing weak and needs someone to help. Sometimes we're the ones who stand alongside to help lift someone up. Sometimes we're the ones who are involved in the very thick of the battle, like Joshua and his men. But wherever we may be, Lord, you are our banner. You're our strength. You are our song. Help us to remember that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.